0: At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government, Government is not the solution to our, our problem
1: at all. Well, well, Somebody, well. good morning, I get in America. Don't Don't wait for for the I big words. Yes, we have.
0: Yeah. Uh, Government so really
1: is, is the problem. Well, welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal.
0: My name's Tim. I'm conservative.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. You can find us on the iTunes store. We're in the Google Play store. We're on the Stitcher uh buy tim's book on amazon it's called things i want and you can locate us on twitter i'm at libcon matt tim is at libcon tim although we're debating not actually saying that anymore because we admittedly don't tweet anywhere near as much as we should uh but you can get in touch with us that way (laughs) so if if you would like to talk to us that's how you can do it because we will respond to you should you come and reach out to us am i sitting around tweeting out pictures of you know the neat stuff I'm doing in the kitchen. No, I'm not, but you know, that's a, that's, that, that's a whole nother set of never nevermind. Um, we, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about all this, this stuff with, with DJ junior, uh, the new healthcare amendment, A little bit more on the whole voter fraud thing. And uh, Tim's coming to some interesting decisions that uh, he wants to talk about. So we're going to head in that direction. He's, he's changing.
0: Well, that's awkward,
1: yeah, it is weird, isn't it? I don't know anyway it, it would be bad for your wife, right
0: so anyhow uh how are you theoretically uh i'm <laughs> I'm well uh i'm well <laughs> there's there's a lot going on in the shawsa world a lot of a lot of moving, starting up new jobs, trying to save old ones and uh acceptance of limitations and all these sorts of things so but I'm excited to talk about politics.
1: Well, I I, I guess uh, you know we've been trying to avoid too much Trump talk the last little bit, but I, I mean we got to we got to start off with this whole thing with 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 Don Jr. as as I, I I I don't know that DJ Jr. works very well, so we'll we'll call we'll go with DJ and Don Jr. Uh, and 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 this whole bit with the meeting. I mean, this has been the the story of all this has been recounted. Dozens of times, I'm not going to get into the specifics. You guys know what's going on. Uh, You know, just as he had a meeting, you know, with some guys who said they had some information. uh, I, you know what? You go first. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I, I, I have some thoughts, but I'm interested to hear yours first.
0: Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, our refrain with Hillary and the emails was, okay, yeah. Yeah. This all sounds shady, uh, a lot of smoke. So show me, show me some actual fire though. You know, you guys show me something here, uh, before I'm going to jump on any sort of, uh, board for prosecution. Uh, and I, that's, that's kind of admit our stance with all this Russia collusion stuff, uh, is that there's been a lot of smoke, uh, but they hired the special prosecutor. So, okay, they're taking the necessary steps now, now show me some fire. And then you might, you know, actually get me on board for some impeachment stuff for reasons outside of just you know not wanting Donald Trump to be my president anymore. And for me, this 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 is pretty fire-like. Uh, you know, a key member of Donald Trump's staff, aka his son, uh, as well as Jared Kushner, uh, his son-in-law, participating in a meeting with a Russian agent to. Uh, gain material information on a political opponent that looks like collusion with a foreign agent to me uh now i mean i'm not a lawyer nor a special prosecutor guy so other people far more qualified than i will make that final decision but you know if we're running around saying show us fire this looks like fire um And especially now that, and I think any question of whether or not this is, you know, legitimate fire stuff that we can prosecute with and and impeach with is going to be if they then assisted the Russians, right? Helping them to know where to direct their cyber propaganda machine. Uh, Once that happens, I don't see how you spin this. Uh, to not be uh, collusion with a foreign agent, do you?
1: Well, I mean, I think we've been getting a taste of how you try to spin it, which is with this—I mean, this incredible amount of hubris coming out of of some of his representatives. Uh, you know, Kellyanne Conway has made a, a return to the scene in the last week with her little her little flashcards about. Collusion and confusion, and how again, this is again, this is all the media's fault. It's there's no, it's not. You know, Don Jr. did the right thing coming out with this, and the media again, they're just making such a big deal about it, and and everybody, you know, everybody is just so wrong, you know, and and it's it it's just it's it's like it's like the popular chick at high school trying to explain to everybody why she's so lonely and misunderstood after she. You know, at, at, after she punched an unpopular girl in the face, uh, it 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 doesn't it just doesn't track. I mean, it it is such a bunch of crap that I i that there there is no the only way that you spin it is to try to continue this conspiracy theory. Oh, everybody's beating on us narrative that they've been pushing for months, hell years at this point. You know. Um, And some of what I I saw right up in uh, Vox about what Trump was really up to throughout most of this week and what he's trying to do is to he really spent a lot of time around evangelicals. You saw that 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 Twitter picture of him with all these of, of him with all these people laying hands on him while they prayed over him. That was sent out like Monday or Tuesday. He did this interview with Pat Robertson uh you know uh which was a softball interview again about how you know Christian and wonderful he is and and Robertson of course with his general post apocalyptic attitudes or pre apocalyptic attitudes uh you know was just sort of going off on the whole thing and uh Seb Gorka was another one of his uh another one of his sort of combative uh, spin doctors who's out there, you know, poking and prodding and insulting CNN and their ratings and, uh, talking about how everybody, you know, people are dying in Syria and this is what we're focusing on. Well, yeah, man. I mean, they have been yeah, saying you for-
0: colluded with a Russian agent. Yes. We're focusing on that. Like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, this isn't some BS news cycle where, you know, we're, we're focused on who the president slept with. We're talking about colluding with a foreign agent. We're talking about, and it's not like, you, you know, they concluded with Germany or something. They didn't collude with an ally. They didn't seek assistance from France. This is with this is with Russia. This isn't one of our, our primary, you know, I don't want to use the term enemy, but this is hardly an ally. Um yeah, there, there's no way. There's no way to spin this. Uh, once there starts to be facts on the ground of this nature, I, I don't see how there's, I, I don't see how there's a way out aside from it just getting ignored. Uh, and I, I'm disappointed by the reaction of a lot of, a lot of Republicans to all of this. Um, the just the sheer, the sheer level of hypocrisy necessary. Uh, to go after Hillary Clinton so hard uh, and then try to overlook this. It's, it's mind-boggling. I, yeah, I cannot wrap a lot my brain of, around it.
1: You know, a lot of what... Because a lot of what people were saying, and frankly, a lot of what what was wrong to a certain extent with what Hillary did was what could have happened. You know, it was possible that her having that stuff in her own private spot could have been hacked. And it was possible uh, that that information could have caused a lot of damage and that she was negligent in some way that could theoretically have caused trouble. And that, that being that all of that theoretical nature of the thing is what everybody insisted was enough to get her indicted. And you know, crooked Hillary, and lock her up, and all this other crap. And this, the the what what really bugs me about this is that again, they they kept going back to the Clintons because this is still about he didn't win the popular vote for him. Because he keeps going back to that about how you know about how bad the Clintons are and all this other crap. Just you know what? Stop talking about the Clintons. This, this, they have no, The Clintons literally have nothing to do with this, not a single thing to do with this. But they're still talking about them. And the difference to me is that you've got all of these lies leading up to this, this insistence that's fake news, it's a nothing burger, it's the media's overhyping and why are they focusing on it? there is no there's no evidence of any collusion whatsoever not even a hint of it why are they not nada, not nada, not, a, not, a, not a, it's not unnamed sources it's not leaks it's it's zero it is and then and then this happens and then they actually and they and they had known about it hell don junior was one of the ones that was running around talking about how there was nothing to any of this no. so now all of a sudden not that they had any credibility, but for a little while there, they were eh, kind of right. There wasn't any necessarily direct evidence; it was a lot of theoretical. Now there's direct evidence. It's like you said. Now there's fire. And is it? And, and I'm going to go back to something else that you said a long time ago that was very uh, that was very good about Jeff Sessions, and saying that does it? You know, does it? Did his behavior mean that? he made a mistake and he's not qualified for the job that he was after or did it mean that uh, you know did it mean that that he was just stupid and did something dumb either way I don't want him as attorney general and the fact of the matter is is that you know what maybe 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 they're right maybe 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 junior just didn't know that he shouldn't take that meeting Or maybe he was doing something nefarious. Or maybe he was just being stupid. Either way, I don't want him anywhere near the White House. And I don't want his dad there either. Because within two weeks, CNN uncovered this. But within two weeks of this meeting taking place, CNN showed footage, dated footage, of Trump giving a speech on the campaign trail saying that he was prepared to make a major announcement announcing New information about Hillary Clinton.
0: So yeah, so that meeting more. Than and like he never, it, he
1: never, he never gave that speech, but was what he was hoping to get out of that meeting coming out uh, going to be something he was hoping to announce? Yeah, and I would bet he knew about it because I refuse to believe that his kids did anything on his behalf that he didn't know about.
0: Yeah, right. Don Jr. has a meeting with a Russian agent to try to get information. Jared Kushner is there at the meeting. And somehow they just never bring this up. No, no, there's no way. Yeah, because these are
1: two guys that never left his side on the campaign trail. They were constantly together.
0: And even worse, like, I'm, you know, I, I never really had strong feelings one way or the other about Don Jr., but I was really hoping to see Jared Kushner as one of the sensible ones. And I was really hoping to see him as part of the, and and that was the way it was always portrayed, right? We saw this as Jared Kushner, Jared Kushner, and the sort of the axis of the sensible versus Steve Bannon and all those guys. And Jared with Jared Kushner sort of at the head of that axis. And suddenly he's participating in a meeting like this. So this shows either one, maliciousness, or two, ineptitude. Either way, pack your bags, get out of the office. Uh, you know, this is why royal families like this are are bad. We we cannot have this in the United States. We got rid of this. It was called the De- it was called the Revolutionary War. We we do not want this. Uh, because what Trump's now going to turn around and, and fire his family. I, I do not think so. This is a man who values loyalty above all else. And we have seen that time and time again and his sons have been loyal to him and therefore he is going to be loyal to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where's all the Patriot stuff? Huh? I thought, I thought this, I thought the Republicans, I thought we were the party of patriotism. That was our thing. And now we're meeting with Russians? Come on.
1: And that's a, and that's okay. You know, this is yeah. Suddenly, I'm sorry. Gone. This is this is this is cultism. This is what was the natural extension of everything that had been coming out of trickling down from the top of the Republican Party all the way down to the grassroots movements, beginning with the with the Tea Party stuff in 2010, culminating in this
0: well, this I've, situation.
1: I think you've got the order wrong. Possible outcome
0: of all of this. I think you've got the order wrong, and that's and that's to me what's even more disturbing is that I don't think this this was a top down trickle. Remember, the Tea Party wasn't started by people at the top. That, That Tea Party was grassroots. So well, I no, okay. You saw, sorry.
1: No, I see what you're yeah, saying. You're talking about the inmates base, taking over the
0: asylum. Yeah. Yeah. The Republican base. No, 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 no. But they colluded itself, with them. Yeah. And then the people at the top either lost their jobs or bowed to the pressure. And this is what we've ended up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look, I had, I had been saying for years that it was going to take somebody like a Donald Trump getting the nomination to really please those people. Now I didn't ever really believe that that kind of person could actually win an election and that we would get to this point, but none of this really is all of that. The fact that we got here kind of surprised me. The behavior of everyone around him doesn't surprise me in the least the behavior of Paul Ryan, the behavior of Mitch McConnell, the behavior of, uh, of all of Ryan's Priebus and and everybody else in that sphere doesn't surprise me in a word you know in all the uh, the blogosphere Fox News conservative media and oh on all Fox. of that come
0: stuff. on Get, cut, cut Fox News a break here Fox Boy. News has not been afraid to stand up to Trump no Fox News has no bit. Fox no. Oh, sure, come Fox on. and Friends has been a little sycophantic, but a little sycophantic. Fox and Friends is one show. Fox and Friends has been the God state-run God media network. show. Fox and Friends is one show on that entire network. They well, have. What about Hannity? What about Tucker Carlson? Who has stood up to? What him? about Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly got fired. He Bill O'Reilly got fired anymore. for fucking around and on his Bill wife. Bill O'Reilly even did do some standing up to Trump. When. I can't remember now, but I remember talking Fox about and on Friends the show and with Sh- you Fox and Friends and Sean Hannity are the two Fox and Friends. Sean Hannity
1: goes home every night, crawls up Don, Donald Trump's butthole and, and, and goes to sleep. I mean, that's, I mean, the, 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 that's the, the, no. I mean, I'm going to give a couple of people on Fox News a whole lot of credit. Yes, but they are the severe minority. Of that kind of you watch most of the coverage in and out. They are still pushing this as media conspiracies. Everybody's against us. This whiny stupid just petty crap. To try to ju- anything to justify this. Now, granted, there are a couple of people, and we'll talk about them later, that have done a good job, but uh but no, I, I'm not going to give Fox News a break. Not even a little bit. Not as long as they continue to let Fox and Friends do their thing. Tucker Carlson do his thing. Sean Hannity keep doing his thing. I mean, Sean Hannity's batshit. I mean, have you actually paid any attention to that guy at all? I mean, I, I can't even, you know, Lumpy was the best nickname. I got, and that was uh, John Stewart's. But it was you crazy. know,
0: honestly, I have never once watched Sean Hannity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take, take, take some time out of your day. You'll last exactly 60 seconds before you, before one of your eyes explodes. I promise you it's, ugh. Oh my God. <sighs> Do you have anything more on this? Cause I don't know that I want to talk about it anymore. It's just making me mad.
0: Um, no i really don't know i I really don't have anything to add i mean there's only so much i can harp on disappointment with the republican party disappointment with the leadership yeah you know there there's some members who are less sycophantic than others uh but overall it's just this point and and i get the whole, you know i get the argument well what are they supposed to do well they're supposed to stand up for what's right is what they're supposed to do uh I would say the same thing if this was going on with Democrats. Uh and so would and Republicans would I. And Republicans would say that of Democrats, right? The Democrats should be standing up for what's right. They shouldn't just be doing whatever their president says, blah blah blah. blah. Uh and, and the same holds true for Republicans. They, they they should be standing up for what's right, but they in in my humble opinion at this point, the party has completely abandoned uh its principles, it's completely abandoned conservatism, it's
1: Yeah, I, the one thing that I I did want to point out was that, uh, back in, and this, this letter has been circulating quite a lot, but back in May of 1988, when, uh, George HW Bush was, uh, was running for president, uh, he sent a letter out to, uh, his, to George W. Bush, who at the time was working on his campaign, uh, and then made sure that it got to every other member of his family, uh employ and pointing out to them that they would be subject to quote microscopic probing and that a lot of new people were going to pop up into their lives and warn them against dealing with them my plea is this he wrote please do not contact any federal agency or department on anything a call from a bush will get returned but there is a likelihood that it will be leaked maybe deliberately misrepresented no one forward any legitimate inquiries to my office so no one can accuse any of the family of trying to use influence he knew what was up and he knew to make damn sure to keep his family safe and out of the way well yes he was an ex now yes he had been an experienced politician and in washington for ages but that that doesn't again i say ignorance of the system disdain for the system Is not an excuse to fuck the system, which is what Trump has been trying to do. Pardon my French. I know that was a very strong use of the F word, but that's, (laughs) that's what Trump has been attempting to do. And, or to say that what you, because what Trump's response to this was at least in one case was this is very standard in politics. Politics is not the nicest business in the world, but it's very standard where they have information and you take the information standard. No. Because we have had so many better men serving as president than this guy. As a matter of fact, we've had 44 better men serving as president than this guy. So, just saying. All right. Healthcare. Yes, we still have more to talk about healthcare because they just can't get their stuff together. But they seem closer to getting their stuff together. And they might actually be able to vote on something this week. They released another version of the bill. Uh, I don't even know what it's called anymore. I don't think it's called anything. It's just their 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 latest try. The they're a bill and it has to do with health care. So, I, it 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 keeps a lot of the Obamacare taxes, which is interesting. Uh, the the but the one of the one of the biggest things that 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 people that have gotten people's attention is this thing that they're calling the Cruz amendment, which basically it allows what a lot of people are calling catastrophic health care plans. Under the Affordable Care Act, there are 10 points of coverage that have to be have to be in there. You have to cover 10 specific things in order for a plan to be legal under the ACA. And one of Republicans points of contention is that that hurts it hurts competition. It hurts people who are paying for things that they don't need. And basically what are sort of, you know, catastrophe only break your leg, wind up in traction, get cancer, that kind of thing. Those sorts of plans are no longer legal. The Cruz amendment would allow those types of plans. That really is one of one of the largest changes in this bill. Uh, and it's, gotten varying levels of, of support. I'm not entirely sure what I think about it because there's a part of me that I, I, I get where the Republicans are coming from on this one. This is one where I, 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 I kind of get it. Uh, and to say that about something Ted Cruz says is weird. I'll give you, but, uh, it, to me, it's a little bit like it, it's a little bit like if you look at car insurance, right? Okay, so if you get car insurance, you can get really good car insurance where you got a really low deductible, and uh, you know you get a rent a car and uh, it covers stuff outside a regular accident, like maybe hail damage and things like that, or you can get something that doesn't actually even cover your car, and that's liability only. So you get into a wreck and you do damage to their car, then their car is covered, but whatever you do to your car is you're just up creek. This is sort of like liability only insurance to me. Does that sound about right?
0: Uh, if car insurance worked the way health insurance did, then sure, maybe, but it doesn't. And that's why, these the these two major insurance companies, one of which is Blue Cross Blue Shield. I can't remember the name of the other one. Have come out against it. Um, I, think it's that I think it's that now. Is that now the other one? Okay. And as the party of businesses, maybe we should listen when they say why something won't work. Um, and it makes sense. And this is the this is the reason why it doesn't work, right? So you've got. The health care plans to cover all of the really sick people, right? And then you've got the health that cover everything, right? All the Obamacare stuff. And then you've got the health plans to cover the people who are just buying the bare bones policies, right? So the healthy young people spring for these cheap plans, Right? which means there's not enough people in this pool over here to bring the premiums down. So the premiums skyrocket even more because those people might as well just be pulling out, right, because they're just buying these cheap plans. So it really doesn't address the major issue of premium skyrocketing. And what's more is the every way everyone talks about you know, the Obamacare additions, right? They always just say, well, you know, pre-existing conditions and really sick people and contraceptives, right? That's what they always touch on. The thing one that one of the many things that always gets left out is effing maternity, right? We as a nation have a responsibility to make sure that women are able to Get pregnant, make babies and not go broke during the process uh, and make sure that they receive proper prenatal care when they when they have a child. Uh, This to me, this is a basic thing for a civilization of our standing. And it's a basic thing for a party that's pro-life that we would make it safe and affordable for women to have children. But if you've got one of those bare bones plans, uh-uh, uh-uh, you better not try to have any babies because more than likely, it's not even going to be covered. Because that's the way it was before. Before Obamacare, You, I've said this a billion times, I apologize. But before Obamacare, if you didn't have Medicaid and you didn't have health insurance through your employer, it was impossible, literally impossible for you to get health insurance for pregnancy the best you could do was there was a extremely expensive program out there from blue cross blue shield that had a 12-month rider so the blue cross blue shield or anthem it had a 12-month rider where you couldn't get pregnant for the first 12 months and then it would cover a little bit of it and you would have to pay a ton of money in order to get that right Mm-hmm. And this this and doesn't address that. This we don't need to th-
1: follow this up again. You, I know you said this a hundred times. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to reiterate this.
0: Your daughter, my goddaughter, would not be alive. Correct, Clara is an Obamacare baby. We would not have gotten pregnant had it not been for Obamacare because I could not get health insurance for my wife unless and I. And we always talk about this like, well, as long as your employer covers the insurance, you're fine. BS. Because most of the time, sure, maybe the actual employee has a reasonable health care, but the employee's family, uh uh-uh. If you want that, you're going to be ready to pay out the nose for this. If I want to put my wife on our health care, and this is with Obamacare, if we want to have my wife on my health care plan with my new employer, it would cost us $700 a month. $700 a month. That's my biggest bill. I don't pay that much for anything. I'll, I'll go you one better.
1: At uh, when I was working at when I was working for a nonprofit here in Raleigh, uh, or in Raleigh, I don't live in Raleigh now. What the hell, man? Uh, when I was working for a nonprofit in Raleigh, uh, my my health care on its own was a buck sixty a month, uh, pre tax. The family plan over there was nine hundred dollars. I mean, that's just and insane. That was, and that was five years ago. So God knows what it is now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a joke. So no, I do not think that this healthcare bill fixes anything. Is it better than the one before, you know, because it keeps some of the taxes and tries to, uh, you know, address to an extent, the, uh, the lack of funding for these high risk pools. Uh, Sure. But, you know, plus nothing is still nothing. Uh, you know, the, the bill before was crap. These changes are still crap. You know, I mean, me and Rand Paul kind of disagree with the direction healthcare should go in the first place, but he's spot on to say this bill isn't any better. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I got to admit that I have been right there with Rand Paul, not because where Ram, a lot of the stuff that Rand Paul is pointing out to me is, is legit stuff that needs to get fixed it's not worthy of this root and branch repeal crap, but it's still, he's pointing out legitimate things and he's standing up to the party for, uh, not delivering on what they've been bitching about this whole time. And, and I, you know, I, I, it amazes me that there are times that I can loathe someone as much as I have loathed Rand Paul over the years. And then 30 seconds later, actually like the guy it it's, Freaks me out. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like Rand Paul a lot better than I used to. I still disagree with them for a lot of this stuff. But, you know, I'm happy. To, as long as we're just talking policies, man, great. You know, I I could not stand the way that he talked about Obama and the kind of language that he used uh, then. But, you know, hey, as long as we're just debating policies and the best, way to, best ways to do things, uh, awesome. And Rand Paul puts forth ideas. Yeah, you know, he is
1: a very intelligent guy.
0: He's an intelligent I, guy. He puts forth ideas. So, so great. You know, let's talk about this. And he's all, and he's being open and he's being honest, uh, about everything. Um, so good, good job on Rand Paul for, for doing that. Even if I do you know, disagree with some of the conclusions that you come to and what's even more, have- it's I'm, I'm just extraordinarily disappointed because there are conservative ideas out there Good ideas for how we can fix the healthcare system—they—they uh, they do exist. You know, all of my my primary ideas on healthcare come from National Affairs, which is a long-form conservative essay. Uh, I think it's quarterly news magazine, uh, and then they la- or, or journal, and and they laid out how exactly we could fix things. You know, by grabbing a hold of Medicare's. Uh I the way Medicare and now Medicaid do the MCOs and supplying people with a base amount of money and allowing those MCOs to handle um handle healthcare for people. Uh Ryan's idea of moving away from means based to age-based, solid, good idea, need a little bit more money for each age group, but solid, you know? Um we're not doing them. Uh, Rand Paul put forth a great idea of, of giving people, helping people, to, requiring people to, well, I don't know if he was would require, they would just automatically do it. I, I, I'm not sure. But with his use of HSAs, which everyone always points to and says, well, it's only good if you're rich. Yeah, well, Rand Paul had a way to fix that, that everyone would get $1,000 put into their HSA. These are good ideas. These are ways that can increase competition by and without these sorts of bare-bone plans that will cause people to go broke uh, or cause people to not not be allowed to receive the medical attention that they need. But we're not seeing that. We're, we're not seeing the conservative leadership grab hold of the good ideas that are out there and run with them.
1: No, no, we're not. And, you know, and they... Nobody talked about this, but for all the the crabbing from the stupid crabbing from uh, some folks on the right about, well, Democrats don't have any ideas either. Actually, a bunch of House Democrats did introduce a plan Uh, Wednesday morning. They had a uh, uh, they had a a press conference, 10 of them, uh, that that acknowledged the things to that were wrong with obamacare because that's been a, that's been a hard thing for democrats to do because every time that a democrat in office and i i i i hate that it is this way but i sort of get the fact that they've been playing defense i've been playing defense a lot of the time because it's hard to admit that there's flaws in something when you've got so many people who are just determined to get rid of the thing because every time you admit there's a flaw, then people take that as, as admitting that, that the thing needs to be gotten rid of or instead of saying, okay, well, let's fix the flaw. Uh, Kurt Schrader from Oregon, his quote on the thing was, we need an alternative to the just-say-no policy that has pervaded Democrats up to now. Let's have the conversation. Let's fix the damn thing, and let's get real. And he's right. Uh, it was, you know, uh, it, it's got some interesting ideas in it. Vox has a good write-up on it. Um, you know, but it was good to see them getting in, getting involved. And I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to have to, I don't know if this one's going to go through, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with the Cruz amendment, but I do sort of understand what he's saying. I, I, but I didn't necessarily agree with it. I did read a couple arguments that I thought made pretty good points about it, but about what it was trying to do, but I, I don't am, I'm with you. It doesn't address the actual issues at all. It doesn't well, fix
0: this issue of costs. And that's it the largest and, thing. And and a very and that and that's where, I mean, there's two very clear ways that you can make those adjustments, right? And one is honesty upfront is honest upfront pricing when it comes to medical care. Right? So there's some amount of ability to shop around. Because that's one of the biggest issues right now when it comes to cost. Is you go to the doctor, you have no idea what you're going to walk out of there paying. No idea, uh, and I don't even hear people talking about that. That used to be a big thing. I used to hear that all the time. I don't see that in any of these bills. Any form of requirements for upfront pricing?
1: No, you don't. You don't hear. You don't hear people talk about that at all. It's interesting that you point that out, but because I I honestly hadn't thought about it in a while, but no, you don't hear anybody talk about
0: that kind of thing. And that was a conservative idea. Uh, That was one of the things that conservatives talked about. Because in the end, the number one way for us to fix premiums, for us to fix the issues that are going on with our healthcare systems, is we have to figure out how to make (laughs) the actual cost of healthcare go down. Not just have the government throw more and more money at it, but make the actual cost go down. And one of the number one ways to do that is by providing upfront pricing so that people can shop around. And then on the flip side of that is what I harp on and on about with this idea of you allow, you basically use the Medicare model, Medicare Medicaid model, to allow MCOs to handle the health care, and each person gets, you know, X number of dollars to cover their premiums and to cover their deductibles so that they know, okay, they've got this much money to spend on this. So they're gonna so they're gonna be encouraged to shop around rather than just, oh well, the government's gonna pay for it.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm 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 at a loss as to what to add. But to none, of these, I, I totally, yeah. none I, of these are. I totally none of these are. None of these. There. None of these things are out there. No, you know, No one, one is trying
0: to fix the 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 cardinal sin, which is that we we that businesses that your that your job, is still the primary so your primary source of affordable health care is still your job, and no one no one's addressing that. I don't hear anyone saying that we have to get rid of the the tax credits that businesses get. Uh, That was the number one thing that Obama did wrong with Obamacare, was that he doubled down on that. And suddenly, and Republicans used to talk about that as this horrible thing that we have to get rid of, and suddenly no one's talking about it.
1: Okay, I don't I don't want to I don't want to spend too much more much more time on this because we are going to run into a time crunch. But the one thing I do want to to bring up that 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 has bugged me about this entire process with the Republicans was this uh, thing that now apparently has a name called the the Kodiak kickback, which is uh, this thing. Everybody knows that that Lisa Murphy, who is a senator from uh, not Lisa Murphy but Lisa Murkowski, senator from Alaska, is is on has been on the fence. About She's one of those swing votes in the Senate. She's a Republican, but she's opposed most of the plans. And McConnell will do pretty much anything to get her to, to guarantee that she's going to do this. And there have been a lot of senators throughout this process that have been very quietly getting things kicked into this bill, into these bills, to ensure their votes. Murkowski specifically uh, there, there is a new provision in this bill that calls for a billion dollars to go to states where premiums are 75% higher than the national average. Coincidentally, it's just a coincidence, just a coincidence that the only state that meets that criteria is Alaska. Purely coincidental, I'm sure. And I'm telling you, if Lisa Murkowski switches over over this one, rolls over and votes on this one, I've had some respect for it, but it's going to go out the door.
0: All right. Well, I have mixed feelings on that one because one, I I don't think it is enough, right? Because if, you know, if everything collapses, Alaska isn't going to be safe just because they have, you know, this little bit extra money or a nice chunk of extra money. It's still, it's, it's not, it's not going to make it okay, but it, I am not personally that opposed to quote unquote pork being added on to bills in order to get this senator or that senator to vote one way or another you know uh, in, in in general terms in, in general not, terms I'm, I'm, not, I'm
1: not necessarily either
0: th- this one seems this is a little pretty bit- egregious
1: on a very imp- uh, this is this bill is more important. Then a lot than probably most things that this Senate's gonna take up during this session, probably in the next four year three or four years, this is not the place for that kind of thing. And it's not the issue for that kind of thing. And that's why I think in this case it's extraordinarily inappropriate.
0: Well, and in doing something that's really only going to help one state's health care, right? Like I would be more comfortable with assuring her a little bit of extra money for, you know, some infrastructure project at home uh, than I am with the idea that they're going to just help Alaska with their health care issues, you know, uh, their lack of funding for health care. You know, if you're going to acknowledge that there is a need to give more money for, covering people who uh are sicker in the form of these high-risk pools well then you need to just acknowledge that and up the amount of money for everyone you can't just pick one state and say hey you we're gonna give you some extra money that's that's no good
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm well that's why i brought it up because i thought it was no big i thought it was no good but anyhow uh we we can't spend any more time on health care we gotta we gotta get going um I, I i want to talk about because i had some more in our in our previous show we talked about uh this issue of the voter fraud study and this issue of centralized databases and i we had what i, well, I was surprised that we had a bit of a disagreement on on the voter fraud study uh, but some of it because i i, I did agree with the fact that I I think a lot of the it's largely been overplayed some of the problems with what they put out because they did ask for publicly information only. And I agreed with that, but a couple of things of of the, my, my larger problem was with the, the whole point of the thing. And a study here in North Carolina that was done by the state board of elections. This was not, this was, and this is a largely Republican state right now. Uh, the State Board of Elections found that in the twenty sixteen election, last year's election, the voter ID law would have stopped potentially one fraudulent vote in four point almost four point eight million votes cast in November one. So point zero 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 two percent So in an entire state, you had one case of in-person voter fraud in 2016. And North Carolina, that's one, that's a, that is a state that you and I have both pointed out, has loose ID laws. And it would be very, it actually probably would be pretty easy to, to commit voter fraud here. But they still had one case. And this this is the national nightmare of voter fraud that requires an entire commission pulling all of this stuff together. One state, one vote. That's one of the reasons why I think this is entirely unnecessary. Another point was that they, and I, and I, I did verify this, the White House on the website for the commission If you go to the commission's new website, which is whitehousegovernor forward slash blog, it's a long site, but there's a presidential advisory commission on election day. This is on whitehouse.gov. And you go to the bottom of the page and you uh, click on uh, public documents. You'll see a bunch of links to comments received beginning from June 29th, going all the way up to July 12th. And if you click on those comments received, then it is a list. It's a giant PDF, in one case almost 4,000 pages, of all of the comments from all of the people who have sent in their complaints or their support. One of them, I'm not gonna say his last name. I've got, he's from Ashland, Oregon. Here's his address. Here's his telephone number and his first and last name. All of this published on the White House website. They didn't even bother to screen any of it. They've taken all these comments and posted all of these people's personal information. In some cases, just their first and last name. In some cases, first and last name, address, phone number, email address, physical address, every bit of it. So, again, problem with the whole process. Now, we can have this conversation about centralized databases and and whether or not they're a good thing, but in this case, those are, one, it's on something that's not a big issue. Two, they've already got a pretty egregious breach of of information, because just because I send a letter to the president, I I don't expect him to publish that letter and put my name and address up there, and I think that's pretty irresponsible.
0: I mean, agreed, and if you're harkening back to our previous conversation, I you know, I felt like I was pretty clear that my issue, my big issue was that there was just what I felt like rampant hypocrisy on both sides of uh, you know one when it and, and in in terms of centralized databases, the idea that you know Republicans suddenly were wanting to collect all of this data in one centralized location. when you know, wait a minute, we're supposed to be the party that's against all of this stuff. Hence our opposition to a lot of the gun control measures that are out there and our opposition to the CDC collecting people's information, people's medical information. Um, And then on the flip side of that, Democrats suddenly up in arms about the idea of collecting all of this information when Democrats are very pro centralized databases in general. Um, well, in
1: some cases, yes. I mean, and that's and that's part of my problem with the argument is that I I think it depends. It depends a little bit on the ends to me, and the idea of having a centralized medical database that the point of which is to make information accessible and make it easier to treat people, then I think you can make a case that that's okay if you have a centralized database that is effectively a national criminal database, that'll makes it easier to pull criminal information on people, uh, for the purpose of running background checks, doing gun, uh, you know, issuing gun permits, things like that to make sure that guns are not falling into the wrong hands. then I think, yes, I think you can make a case for that. This is not something that I think you can make a case for.
0: Well, I think you can, I think they're completely
1: different arguments.
0: I think you can most certainly make the case that in this day and age, where you have you know Russia trying to uh, sway our elections one way or another, uh, and that we have you know a, a, we do have a high uh, undocumented population, um, that there is a need for an upgrade. Of the voter registration system. Uh, Because, as you know, there's a Pew study in 2012 that highlighted that there was, I think it was 2.7 million people who were deceased. Um, Let's see, it was 1.8 million deceased individuals who were listed as voters, and approximately 2.75 million people. Uh, that have registrations in more than one state. amusingly, Steve Bannon was one of them. Um, that this, <laughs> That's <funny>. yeah so <laughs> that okay, sure, you know that w- the studies have shown that that voter fraud is as far as they've been able to determine, has not been a major issue, right? up, up to this point. But if you have this major flaw that, as you know Pew points out, could be very susceptible to a, you know, concentrated effort should some foreign power like Russia or some political group make that concentrated effort to abuse that, uh, then you should fix it, right? I mean, it's, it's like a computer program, right? If you find some gaping issue in a computer system, you don't just leave it alone because, well, no one's hacked it yet. No, you, you fix the problem. So we've seen that there is potentially an issue here. So fix it. And that's the, and, you know, well, I mean, I think so that... they're trying to gather all the information together to analyze and see how they can fix the potential problem. Uh, do they, you know, I, and and everything gets messed up because of Trump, Right. Because Trump is running around shouting that there was massive voter fraud and there was massive this and blah blah, I mean, probably not. Uh, but we do have a flaw in the system that we should fix. There you go.
1: Well, but what? A, but the problem with having it done, having it approached this way at the federal level is that you're dealing with something that is large, that is 100% within the purview of the States.
0: Well, not when it's crossing state lines and that, and that's when you get into this issue of the 2.75 million who are registered in two States. So you're, you're crossing straight lines there. So you're getting into federal territory.
1: Well, but not with, not with the fact that States don't always purge, don't purge voter records. Uh, You know, which is why you wind up with dead people who are still technically registered.
0: Well, if it's right, but if it's leading to, I mean, obviously not with the dead people, but with people being registered to vote in multiple states, that's becoming and it's a federal election. That's that's becoming a federal issue. I I don't really think you can make the argument that that's still an issue that's solely within the realm of the states. As much as I know, the Democratic Party is all about keeping things within the state um
1: i'm i'm i have no opposition to keeping things in the in the in the case of voting yes i think it's important that that stay within the states uh purview i i don't uh you know i think that's an important part of the separation of powers of the federal government and uh the states that are that these are individual states choose uh our representatives and, and the the federal government is not a part of that process. Now, right. I mean if you want to talk about finding ways to to send to put federal money into helping uh cover the cost of some of this, then yeah, okay. I I could get behind that. But
0: uh well, and simple uh, simply yeah. providing I mean they're called model bills. You know, I just had to study one, the Uniform Securities Act. It's not an actual bill that outlays the laws it just it's a model bill so it's saying hey states to in order to help create some sense of uniformity with how we're going to handle securities this is the basics of what your bill should look like that you're going to pass on the state level and so i mean that's the sort of thing that it would seem that is needed to help states see okay what's what's the best way that you as individual states can main, maintain your voter registrations, keep them accurate, uh, and maintain some sense of uniformity uh, across state lines, With, without damaging what Obama was very wise to highlight—the uh, fact that because our voter stuff isn't, you know, all centralized and all done through one big electronic computer program. It's extraordinarily hard to hack, right? Maybe you succeed in hacking Fayette County in Kentucky. Well, good job. You're not really going to sway an entire election by doing that. Um, So I'm not saying I want to get rid of that by any means. Um, But, you know, all of this gets thrown off because in the end, it comes down to you don't trust this government's motives, right? Me. Yeah, you don't. No, I I don't trust them either. I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm not saying you should. They've proven themselves to be incredibly trustworthy. Honestly, I can.
1: No, I honestly, I can leave that. I can I can set that aside for this issue. And again, I can tell you that there are there are ways for the federal government to address this that do not involve collecting that information. Because again, this is not a, this is not a difficult thing to do. Okay? It's not difficult for the federal government to say, "You know what? There are a whole lot of dead people that are still on all of y'all's voter rolls. You need to fix that." They don't need to the the federal government doesn't need to pull all that information to know that. They don't need to know the federal government we know as a society, that there are a lot of people that are registered to vote in Kentucky that don't live in Kentucky no more they moved up to Ohio. And it's very easy for Kentucky as a state to address that issue because they can look at it and verify whether or not people are still living within the state. Now, is that going to clear up all of them? No, probably not. Are there going to be a few that slip through the cracks? Definitely. But is it possible? For the state to do that? Yeah. Is it possible for the federal government to run support in helping them do that by providing funds so that they can get the manpower to do that, even if it's just a short term thing? Then yes, they can do that. None of that requires a commission, a website, all of this talk and 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 bullshit. And it doesn't require collecting all the information from all 50 states. It just doesn't. We well, can accomplish one without doing any of this other crap.
0: I think I, I think I'm just gonna kind of have to disagree with you. If we if we see that we think, okay, we think there's a potential issue here, we're going to create a commission to gather information and put forth ideas. I think that's exactly how you handle an issue. I mean, that's our I mean, that's our primary issue with the way the Senate's handling the health care bill. They're doing all this crap and secret. They're not collecting information. They're not doing. They're
1: you know, I don't know. You know what? We're we're not going to. We're not going to. We're not. We're not. We're going to keep beating this dead horse until we're not. We got to. We, 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 we got to move on. No, like I right.
0: said, I'm a Republican. Stop collecting people's information.
1: <laughs> I'm a Democrat. Stop collecting people's information. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, round of applause, very quickly. My round of applause this week goes to uh, Charles Krauthammer and Shepard Smith of Fox News. Uh, Charles Krauthammer published an op-ed in the Washington Post. Shepard Smith has, has been uh, uh, very, has, has never been afraid to criticize this administration, uh, really, and Krauthammer has been getting more and more Uh, willing to do it. But both of them are very staunch conservatives, staunch Dodd-in-the-Wool Fox news types that are tired of putting up with Donald Trump's crap and uh, their network's crap and their viewers' crap and they're not coddling uh, this issue at all. Krauthammer was very specific in his op-ed. He was very direct. You cannot ignore this issue any longer and uh, it's important that they continue to do that so that the people that trust them the people that lean on them for their news understand how serious this is and it's nice it's, it's not the entire network i don't even think it's a majority of the network but you got to start somewhere and i'm i'm impressed that they've done it so round of applause to them
0: absolutely enormous round of applause to them more republicans need to be doing it this administration has become in incompetent ridiculous yes. Well, you know whatever adjectives you want to you want to subscribe. So, good job on them for standing up to it. Um, My round of applause goes to Joe Scarborough, who uh, has taken things one step further in his criticism of his party, uh, and has declared that he is becoming an independent. He is he is leaving the party, Uh, and I give my round of applause to him for as well calling. Calling BS on all the shenanigans. This is this is not the Republican Party. This is not what he signed on for. This is not what I signed on for. And I'm not going to, he nor I, are going to continue to support the party no matter what. Uh, if you abandon all of your principles, then you abandon my support. And his, apparently. So, good job, Joe.
1: Uh, yeah, I was, I... I, the timing of, of Scarborough's announcement with, you know, sort of the, you know, the direct personal attacks from Trump, I, you know, I'm that that was pretty clear, you know, that that was the line for him, uh, you know, and I and I get that, uh, you know, because that was I don't know, you know, that that was one of it, it's a shame. We didn't want to talk. We didn't want to talk about it, but it's, it. It's a shame. When a president can do what he did to those two people. And I am not surprised by it in the least.
0: Yeah. We should have been shocked. We should have been shocked and appalled that that happened, but really it was just par for the course. Yeah, it was.
1: So, um, I, I, I think we're going to go ahead and and have this conversation if it's all right. Are you, are you all right to continue? Uh, (laughs) we've been at this a little while. Uh, we can hold off on this conversation for another day, but we've been putting it off for a bit. Would you like to? Would you like to move on with it?
0: Well, yeah, uh, we we can sum up. Yeah. I mean, it's not a long so, it's, not, yeah, a long it's not a long conversation. Sort of uh, but
1: you know, we've 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 been at this for we we sort of missed the fact that we had done fifty shows a few weeks back. We've been at this for over a year, a little over eighteen months now. We've 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 enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, maybe it's perhaps it's largely an excuse for the two of us to get together and, and, and yak for an hour or so about this stuff But we hope that that you guys have gotten something out of it uh, And we've certainly enjoyed doing it uh, Things have changed uh, You know in the last year a lot, you know the landscape of the country is very different What we're dealing with as a kind of as a nation is very different uh, and uh, You have have been you know this is this has been this has been to a certain extent this has been easy i've had the easy job the last 18 months because uh you know or certainly or the, maybe the last 6 months because you know i don't like this guy and that's never that's always been the case uh but this has been much more difficult for you you've been a republican your entire adult life uh i have seen you defend your conservative principles staunchly for years. Uh, and now you're faced with this and it's, it's, it's been, it's been tough. It must've been so, and I know that that's had an impact on you. So what, uh, you know, what, 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 what is it that you're, you're mulling over right now?
0: Well, and, and let's be clear. I mean, this is you know, I don't want to call Donald Trump a straw that broke the camel's back. It's more like the thousand pound boulder that broke the camel's back. Uh, but the, the direction that the party has been going over the last eight years has not been beyond that for, for 16 years, uh, because Bush with his, his big hearted conservatism, you know, uh, he definitely, you know, broke, broke the rules, uh, no Child Left Behind broke, uh, broke the rules of conservatism. Uh, the, the amount of money that was put into the wars broke the rules of conservatism. Uh, the skyrocketing of the national debt broke the rules of the conservatism. And then we had in 2008, we had McCain, who started off as everything that I loved about conservatism. And uh, you know, I'll never forget when he won the Florida primary and I, I cried because I was so happy that our party had had stayed true to its principles uh, and gone with McCain. Uh, but then the Tea Party took over and put in he he bowed. He did. There's no way around it. He bowed to the far right of the party after winning the primary, which made no sense whatsoever. Uh, and to an extent, abandoned conservative principles as well. And then you had in 2012, uh, you had John Huntsman, uh, who was fantastic. And he was barely a blip on the radar. And that was my guy. And then in 2016, you had Kasich, uh, who, again, fantastic. Um, and But also barely a blip on the radar. Would have been nothing if he hadn't won his state of Ohio. So you've seen this sort of constant progression going farther and farther. And a lot of it with the base, right? Not just with the leadership, you know, and eventually the leadership began to reflect the base. Um, But for me, there's come a point to where I just have to accept that as one listener on our show pointed out, I don't speak for the conservatives out there and that's, what it's starting to feel like. Uh, I can argue up and down that my views, my conservative views are, you know, what real Republicanism is, what real conservative views are. But at some point uh, I have to accept that maybe, maybe the Republican party just isn't the party for me. And Trump has just shattered any that, that little bit of me that was holding on to hope that our party would redirect itself towards sanity and towards proper governance and towards proper statementships. Um, and so because of everything that that Trump has done and, because, and not just because of Trump, because if, if Trump was doing these things and you saw Republican leadership and Republicans in general standing up against it, and saying, no, this is wrong, this is not what we signed up for, this was not the things that you were supposed to do, this is ridiculous, we will not stand for it, then that would be one thing. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing all the vast majority of the party leadership bowing to whatever Trump wants, and we're seeing conservatives backing Trump still, no matter what he does. And that's simply not something that I'm willing to be a part of. Uh, Now, unlike Joe, I have no desire to be a full-fledged independent. You know, I like voting third party. I think that we need a third party in this country. Uh, But I want to be a part of a group that has the, the real power and ability to affect change. And I, you know, I used to call myself an Obama Republican, even though people insisted that wasn't a thing. Um, so I'm actually switching my registration over to Democrat. Uh, I you know I don't know if uh, I, I thought about doing this about six months ago, and was, and was talking to one of a, a Democratic leader here in the state, and I sort of said like, was you know, can, is there room in the Democratic Party for a strong small government, pro life voice? And he said a very clear, no, (laughs) you could not be seriously pro-life and call yourself a Democrat. So that sort of put my, put me on hold there for a little while. Uh, but with all of this recent stuff that's gone on with Trump, I've decided to throw caution to the wind and join the democratic party. So I'm happy to go back to being a Republican anytime it decides to return to sanity. But for now, Democrats are the only ones who seem to be supportive of free trade. They're the only ones who seem to be supportive of sensible government. So I'm casting my lot with them.
1: That's a, that's a pretty amazing thing to hear you say. And it's, and honestly, I think it's, it it's, it's a pretty outrageous response from, uh, you know, from a, a democratic Leader, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it is that it is that it is that very, my problem with what happened in the Republican party was that they became very narrow. Their interpretation of what it is to be a conservative became a very narrow checklist of things that really didn't have much to do with policy. It was more like general belief structures. It was more like a religion than it was anything else uh you know you had to you had to be pro-life you had to be a uh, christian you had to um you know uh you had to really hate the democrats and uh you had to you had to hate obama even more uh and you had to believe in no government not small government no government whatsoever if you believe in those things then then you can be a Republican, and that's all. Those were the only things that really, really mattered. Uh, everything else was just smoke. And uh, that's a that's a pretty it, it's pretty hard to hit all those. And somehow Donald Trump. What really kills me is that somehow Donald Trump <laughs> managed to wedge himself in there and do it. Um. And my hope is that that will not happen to the democratic party because I look at the democratic party very much the same way you do. I, I see no other way. I am open to voting for anybody. I'm again, I've said this a hundred times. I'm regist- I'm not registered with a party. It's easy for, I mean, I'm in a state that makes it easy to do that because I can pick a primary to vote in, but I'm not registered with a party. I don't like political parties at all because of of what they've done to this system that we have. And I'm I, I hope that what happened to Republicans doesn't happen to Democrats. That cooler heads will prevail. And in some cases it seems like they might, but I don't know. We'll see. And which is why I never I was never comfortable with Bernie. I liked Bernie as 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 a guy. I thought he was fun and it was interesting to hear his ideas and he's obviously very passionate. But I didn't agree with him on probably half the things he talked about. But his wing of the party is very powerful right now. And they're stewing. And they have emerged as a response to the Tea Party. But I hope that Democrats will watch what's happening in the Republican Party now. And understand that this is what can happen if the inmates take over the asylum. And, uh, you know, I mean, I I know that must have been a tough thing for you to decide. Uh, Have you have you already done this?
0: Uh, I haven't made the actual change on the registration yet. I've signed up, you know, to the Democratic Party emailing list and, you know, put in my, you know, minuscule automatic uh, donation and that sort of thing. But I haven't actually switched the registration yet.
1: Well, I personally think that we can still go on calling this a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar because we never called it what a Democrat and Republican walk into a bar. Uh, Because I still think that you are generally a conservative.
0: I'm definitely, I am definitely a conservative. There is no way for me to not consider myself a conservative. I guess, what what do they call Ben Chandler was one? What are the blue dog Democrats? You know, so I mean, if Joe Manchin can call himself a Democrat, then I guess I can too. Okay,
1: fair enough. Well, like I said, we are still going to refer to ourselves as a liberal and a conservative walking to a bar, uh, and uh, and and there we go. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know that I have a whole lot to comment on that one. But you know, I know, I know this has been a difficult choice for you to, to make. So, um, you know, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm with you honestly. I I kind of there is a big part of me that hopes that that you can return to being a Republican because then I will know that Republicans have, have come to their senses. I don't know that I have any confidence that that's going to happen, but I I do hope it does because we are, it's and Obama said this a number of times. We are a healthier country when there is a, a good push and pull. Uh, and we haven't had that in quite some time. So hopefully we'll, we'll get back to that one of these days. So yeah. Uh, have you anything further? I do not. Outstanding. Well, I do not either. I should have had something cool. I don't have something cool, but I will say that the fact that we've been doing this for as long as we have successfully is pretty damn cool. So I like that. I'll stick to that. Uh, I'll, I'll do better next week. Uh, That's all we have. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Check us out on Twitter. I'm at LibCon, Matt, Tim's LibCon, Tim. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Take care.